Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. I'm here once again with my friend Aaron Lloyd and my friend Eric Trembicki. Uh, we're going to discuss the Royal Rumble as well as the following night's Raw tonight. Before we get to that, spoiler alert, we have a brand new champion, the King of Kings, the Cerebral Assassin. The game. The game. Triple H, his 14th world title. I know there's one guy at this table who's probably a little more excited than the rest of us about it. It's 2000 all over again. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit excited for a different reason than Aaron. But, um, so let, I mean, let's just jump right into it. The Royal Rumble. Well, there's something I gotta say. Go first. ahead. All right, the first show was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I just have to let you guys know. Yes, I agree. I have to let you no guys argument. know. No, this is serious. There's no way I'd rather be missing the Flash and Total Divas than here with you guys. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I need my Total Divas. <laughs> do, you, do you watch it religiously? Yes. You do? See, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, just learned yeah. something new. Yes. Okay, I watch The Flash. Yeah. I'm not completely caught up on it right now, but... Yeah, I forgot miss, it was on tonight, actually. I'll miss it for you guys. Honest. Well, I appreciate Only it. Only for us. Yes. <laughs> That's the only reason. I In this podcast. That. All right. Well, I mean, I guess I have to be pretty flattered by that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Flash is a big um, deal, man. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a great show. Tremendous show. Yes, it is. Um, another thing before we get started. We mentioned last week, it had not made an appearance yet, but we mentioned the Cena swear jar. I just mentioned it, so I think I have to throw a dollar in. Uh, we threw in some money from last week. Didn't get in there. Help me out, Aaron. Thank you very much. Uh, he would have seen it and put you over. Oh, damn. No, he didn't. <laughs> the Cena swear jar. Oh, damn. We decided. <laughs> Rod Simmons. The Cena swear jar. We decided the proceeds will ultimately go to buying our friend Eric a spinner belt. So, I don't know. The way we're going, we may have it by the end of the night. Um, but we'll see how long it takes to get that spinner belt. Or a t-shirt. <laughs> or a t-shirt, yeah. Well, the t-shirt I think we could already buy. <laughs> um, but yes, the Royal Rumble, Sunday night. Uh, just in general, what did you think of the show? It was awesome. I had minimal complaints. It was awesome. It was an awesome show. I enjoyed it. So you were cool with the show as a whole? How about you? Best Rumble in years. I have to agree with that. We, we did discuss... Uh, at the end of last week's show, whether the show would end in booze or whether it would end with hashtag cancel WWE Network trending on Twitter. Neither one of those. Well, there was some booing. Well, they're not booing Triple H in Orlando. Exactly. They were not booing Triple H. And actually, I looked on Twitter about an hour after the Rumble ended. It was the top trend on Twitter, trend out-trending the Super Bowl even. Really? So I guess that this super, you could say this Royal Rumble was successful. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. We opened with a match we were all excited for, a match that only I predicted correctly. Uh, the Intercontinental so. Championship last man standing match between a fan favorite at this table, Kevin Owens, and the incumbent champion, Dean Ambrose. Uh, tremendous match, a lot of physicality. I thought it was a great kickoff to the show. It was smart to start with that. They got 20 solid minutes. It got actually a little more than I expected. Uh... Your thoughts on the Ambrose-Owen match? They didn't disappoint. I mean, there was great spots in it. They both put on a show. I mean, exactly what anyone as a fan of either guy would ask for. Uh, the ending, ending spot, I think we all kind of saw it coming. Mm -hmm. The tables were there. I just didn't know who was going to go through. Uh, I was happy with the ending. 
I think one thing that we all were surprised about, we all did call that that was going to be it when we would see them for the night. I mean, obviously we're going to save this for a later part, but... It was not the last we saw either. They, they, bo- they both <laughs> continued yeah. both continue to put a show on for us. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them disappointed by the other. No, no, they, they should be co-MVPs, I think, yeah. for the evening. That's a fact. Um, Aaron, your thoughts on the... I know this was one you said could be match of the night. I know you love this feud. Could have possibly been the culmination of the feud. What do you think if that was the last match they have for a while? Well, if it's the last match, I think the feud ended well. It was a perfect match with a perfect stipulation. And this match was awesome, you know. I remember you said last week that even in the in the latter match with Rollins and Ambrose, Rollins, um, Ambrose wouldn't stay down. Right. And that's the, the story of this match. Kevin Owens did everything he could to put down Dean Ambrose, and he, it wasn't going down that way. It was an amazing spot. Like the cannonball into the barricade, breaking the barricade was mm-hmm. ama- was amazing. And even the end spot with the two tables, Kevin Owens he made that he made that finish because I don't know if you noticed, but he actually did a flip into that table. Oh yeah, it wasn't just just a push. He mm-hmm. flipped himself over into that table. Amazing match. And Cole messes up again. <laughs> now that not surprising Cole, for anyone who watches the product. He he he's terrible. He is. He's he's the worst. He, they, they, he tries to put the title over. And then he names all these Intercontinental Champions, but he misses the great ones. He, he mentions Ric Flair. <laughs> Eric probably doesn't even, even know Ric Flair even was the Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> doesn't mention Kurt Hennon. Did you know by, by chance? I did, I did. He, he's very old. He's probably the oldest. He is the oldest. Yeah, he didn't, mention, he didn't mention Steamboat, Perfect, Savage, nobody. He just, like, recent guy off the top of his head. But come right. on, Cole. Yeah, Hennig, great. Intercontinental Champion Gold. is Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Savage and Steamboat, they're the two guys I associate with that belt most because that's what truly made me fall in love with pro wrestling and WWE in general. Um, so you were happy with the match. You liked the last spot. What, so what, two things I specifically, they're a little bit smaller details. I liked that they teased the spot with the two tables early yeah. in the match. Oh, yeah, that was... Kind of got away from it for at least 10 minutes and then came back to it as the finish. I, I enjoyed that. That they really hyped it up, kind of took it away, and then gave it back to us at the end. And another one is a little bit smaller detail, but the exchange of I hate you between the two guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Maybe that was in the great. last five minutes of the match. That I was, was in the great. corner, yeah. I hate you. And then Ambrose, <laughs> I hate great. you too. Yeah. Loved that. It was That's kind of what what's missing for a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. I think it's just around like a guy like Ziggler, who we mentioned last week. He's just out there doing moves. A lot of guys are just out there doing moves. These guys were engaged in a heated rivalry. They sold the rivalry. And I think last night they elevated you know, the status of the, Inter- the Intercontinental Championship yes, for the first time in a while. I mean, for them to go through that, just to walk away with that title, when they, they were both obviously going to fight for the world title at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And they both gave everything they had Which to win shocking. the Intercontinental belt, I think was huge for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the last time we see them battle for a while, but I think it was a good ending to the feud, if in fact it is. Yeah, um, I'm glad you guys feel the same. I just wanted to reiterate one more time. I knew that Dean Ambrose was going to hold on to that belt for a little while longer. Um, no complaint. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think he's... he's, he's I think he's going to be a better Intercontinental Champion going forward for having had this feud with probably the best heel in the company. I don't think any of us would argue that. Um, next match we got was another another crowd favorite, the New Day defending their tag championships against the Usos, who are supposed to be crowd favorites and don't quite seem to be anymore. No. Um, 
right off the bat, I mean, they kind of won me over immediately. I don't even wouldn't even have cared what happened in the match after the opening <laughs> sequence with Francesca too. We discussed last week. Would, were the trombone days done? We got an answer right out of the gate. We were all wrong. We were. We were wrong. We we're thought it might have been a harmonica when I heard that trombone from you know <laughs> behind the curtain. Yeah, I mean, it made it made my night very early on. The woods line of the night. <laughs> I, I know what it's going to be. I can't more too. forever. <laughs> Brother got knees. <laughs> it was great. I mean, he, he really is unbelievable. He had a line last night, too, that I don't know if anybody really caught. Oh, oh, we'll get to that. Okay, okay good. <laughs> we'll I'm get glad. to that. I'm, so hopefully I'm not the only one. But, yeah, the Brothers Got Needs <laughs> was an unreal line. It was a great open to the match. Something everyone should be able to relate to. Male, male wise should be able to. Yes. No, women, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great open. Um, always entertaining. Um, again, I mean, I thought this was a good match. Uh, I thought... That, I mean, I like the finish of it. We all, I believe, we all predicted the new day to retain. Uh, so we all, you know, we all can put a feather in our cap for that. But as far as a tag team match, how do you feel that they performed? I think it was a solid match. It wasn't nothing over the top. That, yeah, you know, it wasn't a steal the show match. Definitely, you know, your, your average tag match. Aaron, well, the, I don't have a problem with the Usos in the ring. It's just sometimes they kind of like shoved down our throat. They're, they're not a good promo. Only Jimmy has charisma. Jay doesn't. Mm-hmm. But this match was amazing. You know, Biggie, not me, Biggie. <laughs> the real Biggie. Yeah, the real Biggie. I seen you were moving out there. <laughs> he is awesome. The end spot when he caught um, Uso off the off the top rope to the big ending, he, it was amazing. Great finish. It was amazing. He didn't Creative flinch or finish. nothing. Exactly. Perfect way to end the match. Great story told. New Day still tag champions, and they will be for a while. I always love the spot when he does, you know, the tackle through the ropes onto the floor. I was just going to say, I don't want to say, like, I overshadowed that or something, but when he does that, that is always the first thing that comes to my mind every time you see that spot. That boy's better than people know. Yeah, oh yeah. He yeah. I don't think he gets credit for Well, he might be starting to get credit good, now. Man. Thank you, everyone. But, yeah. um, I think, though, so... Some people, I think, don't think a tag match almost ever, unless it's a ladder match or something crazy, I think tag matches kind of get brought down a little bit. Well, in this day and age, because there's not many tag teams that have much charisma, nowadays you only have probably three or four teams that have charisma, and that's The New Day, Enzo and Cass, and Gable and Jordan. That's that's really about it. Right. No other teams really have much charisma or bring anything to the table to compete with The New Day. That's why The New Day will hold the tag titles longer I think Enzo and Cass, when they come, whenever they come, they take the towels from New Day. Yeah, I think a tag match is handicapped a little bit with the fact that it's kind of that you have to do the same formula every time. Yeah. You know, the one guy is kind of getting beat up on for a while. You have the hot tag, the comeback. It's it's kind of the same match almost all the time. But why I think the New Day is so great is they have a certain style, a certain attitude with Xavier on the outside. They have a certain level of antics they're adding to it where. It just brings the whole level of the tag division up to another level, just based on them being there. And that's kind of why, I mean, Enzo and Cass, I think, are probably going to be the next guys that can have any chance to match them. As, I mean, as well as Gable and Jordan are yeah. unbelievable, too. But By the way, by the way, Chad Gable is bae. He is amazing. He is great. <laughs> he is amazing. He's on, he is unreal. I mean, he's, he's elevated Jason Jordan 
to a whole new level. He is amazing. Well, I think Jordan, he kind of like mimic, tries to mimic him. It's not, it's not him. It's, he, he plays totally off yeah, of him. Yeah, he plays off of him. And it's not, it's not, it's not, you could tell it's not him, but Chad Gable, he's, he's, all, he's amazing. He's incredible. Were you going to say something there? Yeah, I was going to say, as far as the end zone cast comparison, you know, the thing they got in common with the New Day is, in my opinion, you just think about the style. I mean, obviously, the great thing they got going, which we're all a fan of, is they got the mouthpiece with Xavier Woods. The thing I like about them where they're obviously there's been other teams like it, mm-hmm. but it's two complete different styles. You have Kobe Kingston, you got a high flyer, and then you got a powerhouse like Big Eight. So that's a, a classic good tag team of a mix match, not like two high flyers or two big guys. Yeah, they complement It's not like the Wyatt family where if Eric Rowan and Luke Harper are tagging together, you just got two big Two big guys. Just imagine Big E and Cass going at it. No, oh, it'd be oh, that'd unreal. Be, that'd be amazing. I, I can, honestly, I can't wait to see that. That'd be great. I mean, it'll be phenomenal when it does happen. Uh, transitioning now to the third match of the evening was the U.S. title. Kalisto looking to regain. I I kind of hate that he had to regain it after he won it for a day and then won, lost it. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to, to play hot potato that quickly with the title. But Kalisto against Alberto Del Rio. Defending the U.S. Championship, um, this for me was probably the the lowest point of the evening. I don't. That's not a bad thing. If that's the worst match of the night, it's probably a pretty good night. Um, curious U.S. Championship match, Del Rio and Kalisto. I think that's another one we all got wrong. Yeah, yeah. We all thought Del Rio would retain. Bad night for the League of Nations, but yeah. What what did you think of the the U.S. Championship well, match? Out of all their encounters, I think this was the best match. It was a few botches, but the match made up for it. Del Rio. Played the same role using his size as his bench. He even tried to take Kalisto's mask off during the match. Mm-hmm. But I think this, like I said, this was their best match. And I'm kind of shocked they give it back to Kalisto because you know when somebody's in a tag team going at the title, they never usually flip it back. I thought it was just for tr- for transition to make SmackDown matter. Yeah, that's what I thought. But Kalisto's a new U.S. champ. I didn't see it coming. Eric didn't see it coming, and we got heat. For we're, it. we're all wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a fact. We had a viewer who. You know, they they were mad we didn't show as much love to Kalisto. <laughs> got personal messages about it. Got to show him more love. And, you know, hats off to Kalisto. I mean, phenomenal performance. I mean, they're still announcing in Spanish his uh, Slammy Award yeah. every time he comes out to the mm-hmm. ring. Uh, you know, he's got a phenomenal finisher. Um, it was something, our prediction, we were all wrong. But I don't think any of us are mad about the result. No, I was happy with it. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I'm typically not super high on the masked wrestler. I feel like there's, I don't know, I like a good talker. I feel like there's something lost when there's a mask over your face. Um, I wasn't as big a fan of Rey Mysterio as a lot of people were. But Kalisto, I got to say, is fun to watch. There's nobody with the type of offense that he has in WWE right now. He does a lot of different stuff. He does a lot of fun stuff. And I won't mention the name because I already threw a dollar in there, but I'm hoping that now we start to get fun U.S. title matches on Raw every week again like someone else gave us for, was it, for quite some time. Who's that guy that used to do the open challenge once a week, Monday Night Raw? You remember? Juan Cena. <laughs> I don't know. Does that count? I don't know. I think we may have to get to go to the judges on that one after the show. Yeah, well, But we may we'll, have another we'll dollar to, to throw yeah, in it, there. It's under review. Yeah. <laughs> but my thing about this is with Kalisto winning, where do you go with Lucha Dragons? I think... Possibly, Sin Cara returns as the jealous tag team partner, and, they, and it'll be a transitional feud in Fastlane for the U.S. title where Kalisa will go over. I can see that, and it wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that either. It'd probably I think be an interesting be pretty entertaining. Match. Well, um, if you feel there's too fast-paced, I mean, that's some, you know, um, 
some decade old cruiserweight matches that you haven't seen really in WWE. Yeah, I'm glad you I'm time. glad you mentioned cruiserweights because earlier tonight when we money we were going to discuss this, I was thinking the same thing, kind of like the cruiserweights were on Nitro back in the day. They stole the show every night. Kalisto maybe because I think that's one of the things with the NXT guys coming up. A lot of them are a lot smaller than people realize. Then they get in WWE and you're like, oh, he's pretty small. Yeah. Um, I think it gives them a place to kind of go. I mean, I think that might give somebody like Neville eventually a place to go. A lot of these smaller guys, I think, could have matches with well, Kalisto. Well, Vince has to realize that. None of these NXT guys, they're not big guys. You only got a, the biggest guy in NXT is what? Apollo Crews and Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. And probably Samoa Joe. All these NXT guys are under 220 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it gives Tyler Breeze maybe something to do. Hopefully, I... And I don't know. They gotta get the shovel and get them out first. <laughs> Poor Tyler Breeze. Yeah, I feel bad for him. I mean, it's, he it's sad when we watch the Royal Rumble, and so I get told, "Oh, he's not gonna win because his boots." No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the boots are kind of part of what makes the character. The it, character it, is a fun character. I know, but they don't. <sighs> Vince. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it does, it does all ultimately boil down to Vince, especially with Tyler Breeze from what we've heard lately. Um, so, U.S. title match, it was a good title change. I think we're all happy with it. We were all surprised by it, obviously, since we all thought Del Rio would retain. But, yeah, I, th- I thought the the least exciting match of the night, but it was still a good match. So, yeah. to me, that's a sign it was a good pay-per-view. Uh, another match that I know we were all looking forward to, I know you, you said last week you thought it could steal the show, the Divas Championship with Charlotte featuring her dad, Ric Flair, and the hottest baby face. Just to get some heat. Uh-huh. Did it steal the show? Sing, as a, as a at plan, the match. Just the match. As a playing one-on-one match, I think it was probably the best match. You think that, that was... I'm not counting Ambrose and Owens. It was a one-on-one match. Because it was a stipulation. I'm, I'm counting the other three. If you count the other three matches, I'll count that. You can't compete with that hardcore stipulation. So it, so it didn't steal the show, though. As a pure wrestling match, yes. It was the best res, pure wrestling match. Do you think the average fan left that show remembering that match? The re- well, the reason why I'll say, again, I, I think I agreed with you that it could have stolen the show. But I think what happened immediately following the match stole the show. I mean, I, I, it completely eclipsed the match that preceded it. Ron, it amazes me. You're turning red right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I'm not. It amazes me. I, I know it doesn't take much to get a red face out of me. I know sometimes I get a purple face. So I hope that's not true, but Sasha Banks, we were lamenting her absence last week. We were, I believe, we were every all, week. Yeah, we were all pretty surprised that she showed up when she did. She got to make an impact. She made a statement. And Some people needed their inhaler afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people might have. I don't know if you're saying it was me. I, I believe I was breathing okay. I don't know. We'll have to ask some people that I was with, but. Yeah, I think she like she set herself on her own road to WrestleMania last night. Yes, she I did. think we're pretty solid that she's going to be at least in a match for the title at WrestleMania. Well, we'll get to that when we break down Raw later. Yeah. On. Well, two things specifically that stood out to me about her return. One, her music hit and it was the biggest pop of the night. Orlando. Yeah. NXT country. Exactly. And the the second thing that struck me maybe even more was, you know, after she had her handshake with Charlotte, the crowd was kind of disappointed. It looked like they were kind of teaming up a little bit. And when Charlotte turned her back on her, the crowd erupted as soon as she took a step towards her. Typically, the crowd will wait till you get to the person and start beating them down. They blew up 
before she even she one step and everybody exploded in the place. So everybody obviously was happy to see her take out Charlotte. Um, I, I mean, were, were you saying I needed an inhaler? <laughs> that was our first thoughts when, when we said okay. we heard sky's the limit. That was I'll our first say, thoughts. I'll so say, this is how you guys think of me when I'm not there. <laughs> I'll say, you know, it's funny that you say, you know, the second they took the step, I know as a viewer, and I don't have as much invested uh, interest (laughs) in that conflict as you, but I was excited. We both did pop when she came out. I thought the thing that was gold, just like you're saying with that, there was the excitement of you didn't know if there was Mm going to be a physical altercation. You know, she reached for the hand, neglected, made the step away. And she kind of rolled her eyes, and I was just like, what a tease. Even though, but it makes sense. She just saw a match. She just attacked Becky. That's it. So, you know, even with less interest than you, I just remember when she made that move, it was, yes, you're, you're going to see more. You're going to see more. Didn't know if it was going to be a quick turn and, you know, Charlotte kept uh, one up on her. But they played it perfect. I'm gonna go back to the match between Charlotte okay, yeah, and Becky. Yeah, I, I apologize for it sold the show. So it's a, no, <laughs> no, this was Charlotte's best match on the main roster. It showed her athleticism and her in-ring work. She was with Becky. It was it was perfect. Now back get, get into the end. Oh, I, Ric Flair is still a kiss deal and will deal. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I, I think Becky liked he that. He proved kiss. it. I think again. Becky liked that kiss. <laughs> That might have been the only thing Michael Cole said last night that I enjoyed. Was after the kiss, he went, "That's disgusting." <laughs> Becky needs to learn to slap from Stephanie because that was one of the work. That was one of his, that was one of those, stop it, stop the kisses, stop, not, not on yeah. TV, Rick. Yeah, she was trying to grab one, bring him back yeah. in for yeah. more. I know. Yeah, Stephanie puts guys on the floor with the slap in the face. Yes, and now I'm gonna go back to Sasha. Sasha went for the BFF handshake, mm-hmm. but the problem I have with Charlotte. Charlotte did not sell that bank statement at all. No. She got right up, right after it. She you, really cranked it, too. Yeah, she it? cranked. It was like a Chris Benoit crank. When Chris Benoit, I can say the name on this show. <laughs> just yeah, sure he's not, he's not sure. banned for yeah, yeah. He, And he's on the network now. Yeah, yeah. So we well, should they be still don't say it. his name. But <laughs> I think when, he's actually uh, nominated uh, Hall of Fame this year. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. He would talk. He when he would talk the cross face. You wouldn't get up. You would need medical medical attention. Charlotte got right up. That's the one thing I didn't like. She she got right up and walked to the back. And you know what? What's interesting about that? Because I noticed it, and I don't think I I retained it. But she always has a look of agony on her face when she's in somebody's submission. I think she knows she's the most flexible, mm-hmm. you know, female wrestler they have on the roster. So you can you can bend her more than most people's bodies can go. So she sells it with I mean she's always got a look of agony. She's screaming. And I noticed last night she just kind of was just there, just laying there, taking the bank statement. She was doing a, a very faint tap mm-hmm. on the mat, but yeah, I do think that she did not sell it as well as I've seen her sell it before, yeah, and as well as I've seen almost anybody. She else shouldn't have got up. She should have stayed on the mat. Rick should have had to carry her out, carry her out if he could. I love that Sasha gave a woo mm-hmm. while she was giving her the bank statement. Well, <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> she, she did the strut away. She's great. Yeah, she she's the best. I mean, she's the best. She's the best uh, women's wrestler I've ever seen. I know a lot of people are partial to Lita. A lot of people are partial to Trish Stratus. Lita was real unorthodox to me. She was, that and was, she was and she thing. was different. She was a little bit of ahead of, ahead of her time. Yeah, I don't think she really had anybody. I mean, Trish got better as time went by. Yeah. 
But I don't think Lita had anyone that she could really go toe-to-toe with uh, for which, the most of her career. Yeah, other her time was just Jacqueline and Ivory. That was about it. And Ivory mm-hmm. wasn't really getting pushed until she joined right to censor. Yeah. Um, so Divas match, we say it didn't steal the show. Eric, as far as a straight wrestling match, taking out the stipulation of the last man standing, did steal the show. Um, Sasha Banks stole the show as far as I'm concerned. I'll try not to keep going on about that. We may get back to it at some point. Yes, we will. <laughs> but the main event of the evening, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship on the line, being defended for the first time against 29 other men in the Royal Rumble match. Roman Reigns enters number one. We had no idea who was going to be number two. Turned out to be Rusev. Uh, one of you said you thought it should be Brock Lesnar. Eric, it was you. Jericho said it. Jericho did. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did forget to make mention. We mentioned last week Eric would show up dressed in his Y2J best. Despite he, two feet of uh, snow outside. Yeah, two feet of snow in the Philadelphia area. No black cement threes, varsity sixes today. <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, he's a man of his word, clearly. If you didn't know it before tonight, you know it now. Fair check, glorious chest hair. Just a whisker short of Razor Ramon level chest hair. Right, you, you, you know, looks like he's ready for those special exercises. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> Wondering what exercises you're implying. And we may get to that later too. We'll yeah, get to yeah. that later. Next, back to the Rumble. The Rumble match. Rusev number two. Rusev, Rusev, number two. Rusev lasted long. Yeah. Yeah. What did he like? Forty-five seconds. Ninety seconds. Like I said, bad night for the League of Nations. 90 seconds, and then... And then the, what happened? I'll the, let you the take The phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and I'll mark the hell out. <laughs> I knew you were going to mark out. I lost it. And I don't blame you. I mean, one, we, we, I think we all knew that he was probably going to be there, especially by the day of. We knew he was going to be there. Um, I know you had a similar complaint to me that, that I had which was that we didn't actually see him enter from behind the curtain. We heard the music. And actually, I'll give Roman Reigns credit. His reaction to music that nobody knew, I, I was, I mean, his reaction had me like, who is this? Yeah, I don't, it was perfect. Because I was wondering, was I was like, is, is there a guy I don't know? Cause, no, because we all, me and Eric will watch it. We did that too. We was like, who, who is this? Because you didn't recognize the music, but Roman, Roman sold it. Everybody can... He did. Him. I he give sold him a lot of credit for that. He, his eyes squinted. He One of the out. only times the eye squint worked for Roman. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but his eyes squinted, and nobody knew what it was because of the music, and it wasn't until, I mean, I don't remember from the angle they played it originally, but he's looking at the Titantron. The Titantron does the eye, and phenomenal. And the second the phenomenal read across, that's when the crowd popped. And that's when he knew what it was. And that's right. when he, you know, went and it, into... And it was the perfect debut for him. He, they had him come in number three, a perfect spot. He lasted 30 minutes, eliminated by Kevin Owens, which I have no problem with because it could possibly into, possibly lead to a Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, who, and I will have no problem watching They have that. some history. Yeah, in Ring of Honor. And hopefully there's a, a big future ahead for the two of those guys. I mean, o- Owens could almost feud with just about anybody... I don't care who. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, just diving into that and going into the Rumble match. And if you go into, like we talked about earlier, we got to see both guys from the Intercontinental match. Uh, saw Kevin Owens came out first. Sold correct? it perfectly, too. It came out limping. But he, he sold more on his walk down the ramp 
than almost anyone else has sold since last year's Royal Rumble. Very true. Very true. In in that all that time combined, I mean, I mean, nobody sells anything anymore. Curtis Axel sold that he was still in the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? He should have. I think he deserved to keep selling that. Now he is out, but for a long time, almost a full year, he was not. But yes, go go on. What you're saying? He sold it. Yeah, I would say. I mean, he sold it, but you. I felt like whether it was with AJ Styles or if it was with Kevin Owens, you got to see a lot of great, great potential stories be told, a lot of seeds be planted for future feuds. You don't know whether, you know, there's a lot that could be going into Fastlane and Mania that was teased from that Rumble. And I know as a fan watching right then, I marked out, I said, it's like, we could see that. We could see that. Mm -hmm. You see AJ and Owens. You could see... Neville and AJ. There, there was a lot of, lot of great options. Yeah, Owens and Sami Zayn got some action in last night. I mean, obviously they've been pushing, you know, the Wyatts and Lesnar. But yeah, I thought they, they did. Last year specifically, the, the Rumble match, it almost felt like, like nothing was really happening. No. Like guys just came in, got thrown out. Daniel Bryan made no impact yeah. on the Rumble, and then it, we, we all knew Roman was going to win, and. But hoping against hope that he wouldn't, because it was the only thing that probably would have made that match yeah. entertaining. I told Eric on Sunday, we were there last year. I told him I had no interest to rewatch that match on the network. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. I've seen the triple threat. Yeah, I'll, I rewatched that a number of times. Like I would, re, I would fast forward until the end to see how bad Roman got booed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think That's I, I watched that match strictly for that and to see that pop again from Bubba coming out. But yeah, I mean, that's probably the only reasons to. And I, I also mentioned last week the, the Bray reaction to being in the ring with Luke and uh, Rowan. Mm-hmm. He had just his laugh at the idea, like, you're my two guys and you're coming after me. That was one of my highlights from the Rumble right after Bubba's entrance. But, so a lot of guys, like Jericho lasted a long time. We all talked about how he comes back, but he's never really relevant. So they did a good job of making him look like somebody who's at least a threat. I think he's pretty relevant. I mean, look how I'm dressed today. Yeah. <laughs> so he's more relevant than we realized. Clearly. Or maybe we're making him more relevant. And speaking of feuds, I mean, obviously we got to see him and AJ teased, and we got treated that 24 hours later. But. Right. Which, yeah, we'll talk about that, but that was a match I really enjoyed. Um, but this was a match, like, we all knew Roman Reigns was going to win last year. We all predicted Triple H would win this year, and I don't think we thought that. I think we all felt in our minds like that was inevitable that that was going to happen. Did that detract from your interest in the match? That we knew who was going to win and it played out the way you kind of thought it would? No, it didn't. Because I knew Triple H was going to win. I, I, I had a scenario when he came in. He well, came I know in. No, probably nobody on earth wanted Triple H to win that match more than you did. I just thought it was perfect storytelling. <laughs> but the thing is, I had problems with, problems with this match. Like, it I wasn't a, perfect. It wasn't yeah, perfect. it wasn't perfect. It was good, but it wasn't perfect. Roman going out so early to take a nap. Mm-hmm. That that was terrible. That he, was, he, that he was, was gone terrible. for way too long. He was yeah, he was going too long. He should have came back around maybe twenty. That's and, and it would have been way better. He shouldn't have to come back come back at twenty nine when Sheamus comes out to take a to take a break. So or they could have brought Sheamus out earlier and done the same yeah. thing. It, it was bad. And you know the the second he touched the ring. It gave every everyone in the crowd hated him. Yeah, they booed it because they saw they saw super they saw Superman, and that's the crowd does not really want to see Superman. He was not over at all last night. No, he's it's Orlando. He's not going to be over in Orlando. No, I mean you'd think they would have known that in Philadelphia last year. You'd think they would know that in Orlando this year. 
Uh, a gentleman commented on our Facebook page today, Stephen. I apologize off the top of my head. I'm not remembering your last name. But he, he made mention of the League of Nations beating up Roman and why didn't they throw him back in the ring so somebody could throw him out. It, it would have been, I mean, that makes more sense. Yeah. The only, I mean, the only real explanation logically for them not doing that is a lot of people will say, you know, a villain in a movie will explain his whole plot to the hero who he has captured or in a precarious situation, and him explaining his plot allows the hero a chance to gain the upper hand back. If maybe the announcers would have sold that, oh, the, the League of Nations made a mistake, or whatever, they, but obviously the announcers rarely sell anything, like any type of concept. Um, I thought that was a little bit weak. I liked the Wyatts ganging up on Lesnar. That was perfect. Still keep him strong. Even eliminated him. Right, but then there's another logic thing, and this is another thing. Uh, I wrote about this in my article this week, and the same reader, uh, Stephen, made mention of why wouldn't the Wyatts just stay there and help Bray win the whole match? Why would they just leave? There's no rules. You can't get disqualified. Why not just take the whole thing over? Um, so I was happy with the fact that they got to all be in the ring at once. They got to take out Lesnar. Like, you're right, they got to look strong, but then it's another case of... Why didn't you just keep doing it? There was no reason for you not to. I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's not perfect, and it's, it's probably impossible to, to book a match like that perfectly. There's so much going on, so many guys in there, so much to think about, and then you have to get to your ending anyway. Um, those were kind of my nitpicks about it, really. I didn't have much else I didn't like. Um, was there anything you didn't like about the Rumble match? I mean, I think one of our uh, main topics we always touch at at one point in the show, we did, Aaron did earlier, is uh, Michael Cole's terrible, <laughs> terrible commentary. Um, I just thought one of the... I, I like the ending. You know, um, I'm a fan of Dean Ambrose. I thought it was great and unpredictable that it ended the last two being Triple H and Dean Ambrose. That was the perfect way to book it. I think um, I think JBL said something maybe about Owens. He said something about Ambrose. They, put, they mentioned about the match they were in earlier. But there's a clip you can watch, and if you watch the ending, right before Triple H eliminates Dean Ambrose, Cole's saying, how could Triple H still be standing? How could he be standing? He just got in there. Number he, 30. Was, he was entrance number 30, Michael Cole. He came out My, last. He came out last. Was he even in there for 10 minutes? I, he, I doubt it. He had a few eliminations. He did, but I mean, to say, how is he still standing? How is he still standing after... Dean Ambrose been in there for over was in ten a last minutes. man standing match. and he, he not only was in a last man standing match he won it he w- went through you know a lot of pain retained his title came out and you know it was just it was, that was one thing I would nitpick uh, I thought you know the finish semi predictable the the result but I, I was happy with the match very happy with it. I thought it was perfect having Roman be eliminated and not be the last two because it's perfect storytelling. So he left Triple H in there with his with his with his best friend. And his best friend had to win the title. Right. So it was it was perfect that Roman would not be the last two. I, I could I could get behind that. Um, the only issue I had with Ambrose being in there at the end was that he was in a last man standing match, and. How could he still be standing at that point? I mean, I love Ambrose as much as the next guy. I think it was great that he got that level of exposure. Is probably not the right word. The word's escaping me. But what I'll say in reference to that is uh, a kind of a pro and negative. One, 
you know, we were talking about how Ambrose is helping, you know, re-up the Inter- weight of the Intercontinental title. title. However, at the same time, the way I'm looking at it, it makes Ambrose look stronger. I mean, he's been buried a couple times. He's did more jobs, in my opinion, because I'm a fan. Uh, he's did more jobs than he should have. However, Triple H didn't have to do nothing crazy to eliminate him. I mean, it, he was stuck in the ropes, gave him a back body drop, and he went out. So you know he was weak. But at the same time, it makes the Intercontinental Champion look strong, going to the last two after defending and retaining his title. The thing that I'm a little nervous about, obviously, with what comes up the next night is, is that Intercontinental title about to get pushed to the side? Is that something not to care about? Is that something going to be put on hold? I mean, I don't want to see that put on hold. I want to see that be a defendant. I want to see that, you know, five-star class. Well, you never know. Five-star match. It's hard to tell what... WWE is ever going to do with a lower title. Um, that is a good point, though. That I, I mean, he did. It's not like Triple H killed himself to get Ambrose out of there. Um, he just kind of, yeah, was able to toss him out. So, yeah, I didn't have many problems with the Rumble match. I honestly don't think I had any problems with the pay per view as a whole, which I think is saying a lot. I mean, the first pay per view of 2016, got they got off to a really good start. They know what they're doing. Do, do you think they do now? Because no, for a no, long time, no, I no. believe we felt they, like they, they, they know they give us crap for X amount of months, but they know they know how to book when they want to. And I think I do think that this sets up for a possibly really good WrestleMania. I mean, it was a good kickoff to WrestleMania season. Which how long has that has WrestleMania season been been a thing? I never, I don't remember all those years WrestleMania being. a You're season. the only one that's gonna know that stat. It wasn't. <sighs> I'll probably say around WrestleMania 17. So it has been that long then. Yeah. I should remember that then. Because right. before it me. wasn't a real big thing. Like Ron Killings, our truth says, that's on me. I should have <laughs> remembered that if it's been that long. You going to climb the ladder like him? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> that was the spot. Did, I did want to make mention of that. Our truth Ron Killings, I mean, coming out, throwing the ladder in. I mean, no hesitation. Right down, apron up, ladder out, ladder in the ring. Puts it up, climbs right up, nothing's up there. And it was funny because early in the day, I was watching the 01 Rumble, and that was the hardcore when they started throing weapons yeah. over that. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, start throwing weapons in it. And then he sucked. I was like, oh, God. Bro. <laughs> now, did, did you like that or no? What? The, the whole R-Truth thing that he did. Oh, yeah. Okay. You Same way? No, you I enjoyed that, it. That was good. R-Truth can play the man confused by the world character <laughs> on Raw and SmackDown and every pay-per-view for eternity, and it will never... Not be funny to me. <laughs> I'll say it was so good and it was easy to understand what was happening. Luckily for me, I had the perfect commentator there <laughs> that knew exactly the second he lifted the apron up, he's like, oh, he thinks it's a Money in the Bank match. Watch, this is what he's going to do. He's going to get this high. And I was like, oh, man. I, I, I you know, it was, like a, it was like a surprise for me. But, I, you know, I had the perfect commentator spoiling it every 10 seconds ahead of time. <laughs> well, yeah. So that, I'm glad that that, was, that that was brought up because I wanted to make mention of that. Another highlight of the night for me, I thought it was hysterical. I thought the Rumble match was really good. I think we're all in agreement it was a good pay-per-view. Definitely. Um, transitioning now to the following night of Monday Night Raw, we get an opening with yet another promo. This time we get Vince and Stephanie, who are shortly after joined by Triple H, who came out blazing his new world wrestling entertainment, almost slipped up. And threw the F word in there. Um, 
with the Triple H plates, as you called so brilliantly last week. Nice plates. Yeah, I mean, they were nice. I was glad to see them. Sometimes they're not in there immediately. I know it took a little while for Rollins to have his own plates, but uh, not to get too off task. They came out, they put Triple H over, spent a lot of time mentioning Roman Reigns, a lot of time mentioning Roman Reigns. Um, Kind of cemented the idea of Triple H doesn't feel that this generation deserves that title. That's why he decided he was going to win it. I think, here's why I said I was excited for Triple H. Not so much to see Triple H hold the title again, but I like the idea of bringing a little bit of what a lot of us and a lot of the internet wrestling community thinks is going on behind the scenes. I like bringing that into the story a little bit, like the Daniel Bryan B-plus player thing. That was what everybody thought Vince, Triple H, thought of Daniel Bryan. They made that into the story that he can't overcome their opinion of him. Now Triple H, a lot of people think, why are they not putting over younger guys? Why are they not building new stars? Triple H, I mean, they're kind of alluding to that with this story now. Triple H, well, I'm the one who deserves it, so it's on me. Um, And then that kind of set up everything that was going to happen the rest of the night, that promo. Going to de- determine that night was going to determine the main event for Fastlane, which in turn would determine the main event for WrestleMania. Uh, as far as an opening promo goes, we discussed Roman Reigns' promo last week. I think everybody was in agreement that it was a pretty good promo. How did you think this promo went over to open Raw? It was great when Triple H came out. <laughs> so, so up until that point, up until that po- no, vi- no. So even Vince himself. Well, maybe you're not as much of a Vince Mark as I am. Anything no, Vince. I love Vince, but I just think sometimes he just he says things he doesn't have to say. He's looking at the bottom of his shoe. Shut up. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I like his yellow tie. I thought that was, <laughs> was a great yellow tie. <clears throat> yeah, but Triple H, he's still an amazing promo. Just in that one segment, he made the world title relevant as it's been in years. Just in that one promo, he made pro wrestling. Sound more relevant. relevant. All, I mean, all, all he needed was the hair. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. all he needed. This problem was awesome. He says he's gonna be champion until he says so. He says WWE is a religion, and it is. His his religion, his church, his law, yeah. his religion. He referred to Vince as a god. Yeah, which I mean, he puts Vince over. I mean, I think that's one of the things. A lot of people may not like Triple H, um, and there's some reasons that may be somewhat valid. I'm not a Triple H hater. But I think he loves WWE. He loves pro wrestling. Like we do. Maybe more. I mean, he did it. He devoted his life to it. He still is. Uh, He probably will be, you know, till he's not even walking this earth anymore. But he elevated pro wrestling. It's, It's genuine. That's a problem a lot of people have. Guys, Roman Reigns doesn't come across genuine when he's being funny. Or Triple H, that was genuine Triple H. Um, just saying how he feels about all this. Um, your feelings, I mean, not necessarily just on Triple H being champion, but what do you, as far as what they're as far, doing with it. As far as the promo, I, I thought it was gold. Uh, everything about it. Um, I'm not going to say necessarily with the normal Steph and Vince coming out. I I think I've seen better work from Vince. Again, good tie. However, <laughs> uh, with, with, when he came Was out, that his best tie? Of, of 2016. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he's off to a fast start. Yeah, he's off to a fast start. But uh, we, we, when Triple H came out, um, there was a lot good. I mean, if you didn't know, I mean, his his blazer was buttoned, but mm-hmm. at the same time, where's his belt? Then he, you know, did the unbutton, and he he put more value to everything. Everyone 
a lot of people, as we both said, I'm, I'm not one. You just said you're not one. No, Aaron's not one. But I'm not a Triple H hater. However, there is a lot of people that, you know, have a lot of negative to say about him and think he's always wants to put himself over. Well, he did just that. He went out there and he put himself over in every way. He put over his past. He put over his present as what he's done with NXT, what he's doing in a corporate way. And he said, you know what? If I want to do what I used to do, I can do it right now. Who's going to stop me? And just, exactly. And just off that promo, that's going to elevate when he feuds with Reigns. It's going to elevate that entire rivalry because that's how you cut a promo and that's how you put a championship over. I, I agree completely. And that leads to another thing that I'm excited about. I don't know if it's going to happen, but the prospect of this is another reason I'm excited for the belt being on Triple H. I think it's possible that Roman Reigns in this feud puts an end to the authority angle for good. I think if they really want him to get over, have him put an end to the thing that's been on TV for so long that people are so tired of, that people just don't want to see anymore as a whole. I don't know if that gets him over. We thought he was over when Raw was here in Philadelphia and he won the title. Two weeks later, it's back to half booze, half cheers. Last night, little kids like Roman Reigns, or not last night, Sunday night, the Royal Rumble. Little kids are cheering for Roman Reigns. Everybody else is booing him. Kind of the same thing on Raw. But I think if you want any chance to get him over as your top guy, have him end the authority once and for all. Do you think there's any chance that that happens, that the authority ends up behind the scenes after this feud? I do, but it won't be WrestleMania. So you don't think he ends it at WrestleMania? No, because the way I booked the way I booked WrestleMania, I had Roman with The Rock against Triple H with the McMahons. The common sense would tell you that triple, that Roman Reigns beats Triple H, but that won't be good storytelling. You don't want you don't want the obvious to happen. So I think even with The Rock, Roman Reigns shouldn't go over at Mania. Triple H should go if he wants to drop the title, drop it at Extreme Rules. Because that won't be the obvious cho- obvious choice. So you you so you you believe that Triple H will retain? That would be the that would be the smart move because everybody ex- would expect Roman to win at Mania, especially with the, if the when the Rock gets involved. So to steal a phrase from Vince Russo, that would be the swerve, like the the Seth Rollins cashing in at this past WrestleMania. The cover of USA Today, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, we were dead in the water. <laughs> his fa- that might be his favorite <laughs> phrase to use. Bro, you'll, and he always tells people, you'll love this, bro. David you'll, you'll freaking Arquette, bro. <laughs> On the cover of the USA Today, I, I won't get too caught up in Vince Russo. That, that may make people hate us if we if we talk too much about Vince Russo. But that, that opening promo, they basically say everybody on this roster is going to have a chance to impress us tonight. That was kind of the thread that went through the entire show. Um, you think it was an effective open to the night after? Uh, yeah, it was definitely. I mean, it was it was a good role. Uh, there was a lot that went on. I mean, I've read a bunch of places, and I noticed how I felt when it got to There was so much you saw. It was like two pay-per-views back-to-back. Like I would say it was like a, a negative pay-per-view. Like, I don't want to say negative pay-per-view, but it wasn't like a, like an A-plus pay-per-view. It was just like you know a long three-hour segment. There was always something going on in a role. I don't know by the time the main event got there, I was exhausted. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. they said it would be action-packed right at the top. I believe it was. Um, we had some good matches last night. We had Owens and Ziggler. I wouldn't have minded seeing a better opponent. I mean, some I know people love Ziggler, but 
I don't think he's... It's, it's the same thing with him. He's got no credibility anymore beating... Everybody beats him. Beating it, him It's a shame that you can't have any credibility in the ring anymore and on Total Divas. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, that's a problem that now when, when Ziggler comes out, the first thing Michael Cole says is, oh, he's a big part of Total Divas this oh, year. Cole. Is that what you really want? <laughs> I mean, it makes me even wonder why, why Ziggler, maybe he just figures they're never going to do anything with me on Raw, so maybe. He's so, he's so sad. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, it was a good match. I mean. It was a good match. As much, see, I don't like, it's the same, same reason I don't like the Usos is the same reason why I don't like Ziggler that much is. There's too many hints of the old Lionheart Chris Jericho character. The they're like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try really hard and do it. It's just that's not entertaining to me. It's it's boring and it's corny. I was wishing he eliminated AJ and he would turn the heel on AJ. I mean, I think he's way better off as a heel. I don't yeah. know how you feel about Ziggler, Eric. I mean, I I think he's good either way. Except he's gonna be terribly booked. No matter if he's a heel, he's terribly booked. If he's a face, he's terribly booked. I mean, I thought the match was good. I mean, you know he's gonna put on a good show. You just know what the result's gonna be. I mean, you saw Owens didn't win the Rumble. He didn't reta- regain the IC strap. So you knew when he came out and you saw his opponent was Ziggler. Uh, Kevin's going over tonight. Yeah, Kevin's gonna gonna impress the authority tonight, which which he did, I guess. My thing with that match, win, which is good. My thing with the match is when Ziggler, he's definitely at that point. He'll never have credibility. I mean, he hit hit that famous there. It was it was clean famous there. Kevin sold it, and but he's gonna kick out. I mean, right. If, if you if every time you're gonna drop your finisher, whether it's a, a super kick, whether it's zigzag, whether it's uh, a famous Someone's kicking out every Has time. Has the super kick become overused? Yes. Is it just me? I mean, yes. It's, Everywhere. Too, it's too much. Everywhere. Okay, good. I, I was I was wondering that last night, and I was hoping I wasn't just like I the old we, guy that's saying I was better when it was HBK's finisher as opposed to just you didn't see it. You didn't see it back a lot back then, but everybody's overused. Yeah, yeah okay. And not only is everyone using it, but it's no one's like solid finisher. Like in the early 2000s, there was a it lot was of people using it. Breeze had it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the supermodel kid. Yeah. I mean, I mean at least, and they at least gave it a good name. Yeah. Yeah, but there was other people that did a super kick that it was their finisher. I mean, uh, Lance Storm had, you know, yeah, he Lance had a half crab and he had uh, a super kick. You know, if he was going to win a match and pin someone, it's because he was going to kick them. I just don't like that you see it in almost every match now, and it's just like yeah. a throw away. And it's a big, it's a, it's a big spot. Mm-hmm. I, I still think if uh, Luke Harper's going to be kicking anyone, it should be a big boot, not a super kick. But I agree with that. Uh, maybe Luke Harper's the one guy I'll give a pass to because he's one of the best big men workers I've ever seen. Um, next match we got as far as it relates to the opening segment and what would take place the rest of the night. We got Y2J facing the raw debut of the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. It was his first singles match on Raw as a AJ Styles mark. Were you happy with what he got to do last night? Ron, when, when I seen the the, tr- the, tr- the preview Tron pop up, I wish I could turn red as you. <laughs> I'm on, the, I'm on the couch losing it. The first night, AJ versus Jericho. That match was awesome. It was. They put Jericho over as being the six-time world champion. It was mm-hmm. a great technical match. AJ goes over with a roll-up. It was perfect way to book him. And when, right when, even in the promo before the match, I just thought Jericho heel turn. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Jer- and he's better off that way yeah, at this e- point. Even, even after the match, when he bumped into him after the handshake and wouldn't let his hand go... I could watch that match again, and I think it's happened that fast lane. I mean, I, I think so, too. What, 
AJ Styles. Now, I don't know how, how familiar were you with AJ Styles before. Minimal, minimal. I've never watched any of his stuff live. I've watched a lot of his stuff on YouTube. Uh, I've done research on him. I started researching him like a year and a half ago. And um, that was definitely intrigued. I mean, there's a, a lot of stats, whether you read what he was doing in Ring of Honor, TNA. A uh, lot of impressive stuff, whether you jump back nine years ago. Uh, as far as the match went, uh, it was a five-star match. I was really impressed. Um, I was kind of comparing it to how they booked Sting while I'm watching it. I mean, Jericho had him dead center in the ring, down low in that walls of Jericho. And I, I was nervous for him. Don't know the guy well. It was my first time, yeah, aside from the Rumble, watching one of his matches live while it was happening. And I'm just like, oh, your boy Vince is going to bury this kid right here. And uh, I either thought, you know... You know, he's either going to get out of it, which he did, and tap, or I was like, he's going to need someone to interfere. But they played it perfect. It, it was a good win. It was a good finish. It was a good match. I thought, so the point you brought up about him, he had the sat all the way down in that wall to Jericho. He was in there tight. Well, according to Cole, per, per Michael Cole, it's called a lion tamer. Yeah. Because he, I think Cole just was like, we got this new guy. Mm-hmm. I got to learn all his moves. He, he knows only AJ's moves. That's it. Well, not to bring her up again, but like I said, almost anything Sasha Banks does, he calls it the bank statement. It yeah. seems like um, he knew what the Styles Clash was yeah. before he even set it he, up. He's never even actually done it. Has exactly. He? No, he never <laughs> even hit the Styles Clash. Cole knows what it is. He's he's set it up three times, I think. Yeah. Never actually had to do it, but he knows what that's called. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed that that he's sitting down deep into. Yeah. About to tap, gets a little further to the ropes, sits all the way down again, and he. AJ, that yeah, that hand was the head, I, that I, was perfect. For a second, I thought he was about to. I was like, no, you can't. And then he got there. Um, it was a good ending to the match. The thing I think I liked most about this match is it was it could have very easily turned into a spot fest. Yeah, which it didn't. Yeah, perfectly paced. They took their time. They went after each other. Both guys got good offense in. Both guys did 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 their job of selling. I thought it was a great match. I, I'd like to see more matches like that, where you get a chance to... You, you've said before, I believe, that Ring of Honor is too fast. Yeah. You almost can't process what's going on or digest yeah. it. They allowed you to be 100% involved and invested in that match. Um, so as far as the, the, the matches that mattered last night, that was definitely the best match yeah. on Raw. And I think a great debut for AJ Styles. I think AJ Styles' marks should be really happy about the way they've handled him for at least the first two opportunities they've gotten. Um, the next match that had anything to do with the, impressing the authority for the, the fast lane main event was Bray Wyatt against Kane. Recycled feud. Uh, I mean, they had a feud years ago. At SummerSlam with the... Uh, what was it? They, have, they had something oh, like a fire match. Inferno match. Inferno match. It was, it was renamed. There wasn't a Yeah, it was, it was renamed. Inferno match, okay. And Ring then, of Fire. Ring of Fire. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, you know, they obviously feuded at Survivor Series. Bray, I mean, he came out, he handled Kane, but Kane's another guy. You know, you kind of know he's you know going to lose. I miss the old Kane. Yeah. I, mean, I can't I take his matches seriously anymore. Well, me neither. You know, it's like we talked about with Jericho before. You typically know if it's a big match, he's going to lose. Kane, you knew was going to lose. There was no reason for him to impress anybody. But... I don't know if we want to spend too much time talking about this one. It was kind of inevitable. But it keeps but the it family strong. Keeps the family strong. Keeps Bray moving in the right direction. Keeps him from at least losing a match. Um, 
obviously we knew he was not going to impress the authority enough to play a role mm-hmm. at Fastlane. The final match was Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose against Sheamus and Rusev. Why Rusev all of a sudden is the guy standing in the way of Roman Reigns getting a main event spot after he got thrown out of the Rumble in 90 seconds is beyond me. I thought the match was okay. Uh, it was Ambrose working pretty much for 90% of it. Somehow, Roman Reigns impressed them in the, the five to seven minutes he was actually working in the match to get the main event spot with Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar in the fast lane main event. The whole night leads up to that announcement. Um, first of all, are you guys happy with a triple threat main event at Fastlane with those three? Well, I didn't think that made sense. It didn't at all. They come out in the beginning saying, everybody, you got to impress us. So, you know me, I'm dirt sheeting it up trying to make right. something up. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking we can get a six-pack challenge, Jericho, AJ Owens, Ambrose Reigns, and Seamus. But Brock wasn't even there. So you're, you're watching. exact thing I was thinking. I'm getting off the point again. but So you're watching Raw. And you're booking everything as it goes, trying to figure out what's next. Yeah, because at all they, times. Yes. Okay. Yes, but because I'm just saying, I'm when if you say we're, you guys got to impress us, you got AJ and Jericho put a, put on a great match. Owens went over Ziggler hurt. Reigns and Ambrose they won the tag match. So I'm thinking you're gonna get a variety of guys in a multi-man match to determine the number one contender. I think that would have been the best bet. Right, all but, the guys who went over last yeah. night impressed us. Yeah, and, but the thing is, my thing is Brock wasn't there. So why is we didn't he didn't even get Paul? Man? No, we did not. We didn't even get Paul. Unfortunately, the per- the perfect way I think they should have booked it was maybe Triple H and the League of Nations beat down Roman Reigns and say, "Hey, well, well, well let's start that again." Roman comes out in the opening, say he wants his rematch. Vince says, "There's no chance in hell you're getting a rematch." So at the end of the night, after a match, they could take out Roman, Triple H and League of Nations could take out Roman and Dean, and they say, "You know what?" I'll give you a rematch if you could beat Brock Lesnar. That would have been a better way to book it instead of saying these guys, these guys in these matches have to impress me. Uh, I think that'd be a good way to handle it. I definitely, I mean, obviously it was going to be Roman. We all knew that. Um, Brock Lesnar, did he do anything to impress anyone last night? On Raw? Not really. I mean, technically, he didn't do much to impress someone at the Rumble. I mean, he, <laughs> he eliminated, you know, the Wyatt family, excluding Bray, and he got thrown out. He wasn't one of the last six people in the ring. Um, as far as that whole, you know, that end segment went, it, it didn't make sense. It didn't add up. You know, it was poorly booked the way they worded it in the beginning. I thought the show overall was good, but the ending to it, when picking that, like I said, I mean, you're taking Dean, you're adding him into the world heavyweight title picture, and, you know, you're teasing a, a feud possible there. The main thing I'm thinking from, you know, the way it could end is Roman, why he never asked for his rematch? Does that not matter anymore? Rematches don't matter. Only sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. So, and why why, why doesn't Triple H defending it at Fastlane? So they have booked the way I told it. Because it's just, Triple H had to just have, just to have the bell on TV. So it's just him he's playing rub- the role of a champion. He's playing the role of champion and rubbing Roman's face. I am the champion. And you have to win this so match he, to face me. So, so you, you now have to earn it. Yeah. Well, he did mention a lot that he has no respect, that he could be one of the greatest athletes of all time and all that. So now this is him saying, Roman, now you have to earn it yeah. from me. And now this is the first step yes. in him earning it. 
I, I agree. I mean, I think it'll be a good match. I mean, Brock is always fun to watch. Ambrose is always fun to watch. Reigns is sometimes fun to watch. I have no I problem guess. with Reigns in a um, well, I, I think it'll be a good match. But I it, it didn't... To me, the story they told at the beginning... It did not end where it, I yeah, thought it didn't follow. It didn't follow as it was supposed to. Right, I agree. I thought it was a good, a good episode, top to bottom. We got good matches. I mean, we had a story to follow throughout, um, and I guess it, it did the job of now we already know a month in advance. I mean, thanks to Triple H, is. they started with a stronger promo than what they ended with. And I mean, obviously, I feel like uh, if we're reviewing Raw, we're skipping over. Aside from the match, AJ and Chris Jericho, they put over the best match of the night, of mm-hmm. course. However, Agreed. we're skipping over the highlight of Monday Night Raw. What was your highlight of Monday Night Raw? Am I going to need an inhaler for this? <laughs> Rick Ross might. <laughs> Rick Ross is there. Ricky was there. We care more about him than seeing Flo ride on Raw. Mm-hmm. But the people's chant was in the house. That's true. <laughs> He was in the house. He, I thought, he acknowledged you. <laughs> <laughs> he did. The Hulk banged Urkel. Yeah, well, so my favorite moment of that whole thing was... Was knowing Miami has good weed? No, it was when he said the thing about Urkel, and Xavier purposely dropped his own mic, picked it up and said, did I do that? <laughs> I don't know if anyone else picked up, picked up on that. I... Wait. I popped by myself. What, what hurt me last night? Because he lied to me. What did he lie to you about? He lied to me. He told me, why tell lies? Byron's the best. <laughs> that was a lie. I mean, just going right to that, the, the rock was gold. You, you got Michael Cole and that other black guy. <laughs> the other black guy. <laughs> yeah, the other black guy, I don't know. I, here's some, I, here's, let's I, I was, you focus I, on the black guys. You I laughed so hard, I woke the kids up. a good line by Kofi, really? <laughs> that, that was great. Well, so the rock... Um, he had, I mean, he built up so much anticipation before he even came out. I mean, he was killing it backstage. Killed it. I'm going to have to try that one-leg Russian vacuum, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we may have to eventually find out what that even is. Um, I want to ask Lana. I her to tell me. But he killed it backstage with everybody he interacted with. I mean, we got the Big Show crying. Ima- imagine a Big Show with Hobbs and Fast. I know. <laughs> Yeah, that that one run. I love that whole <laughs> sequence. Um, I agree. You should have won. He broke the compact computer from two thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's your thing. You break stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. He was great backstage. He came out. I mean, he got that crowd whipped up into yeah. a frenzy. He called out. WWE has been known to kick guys out of the front row who are dressed like old wrestlers, and The Rock went out of his way. To put those guys over last night. The best part is he said, he's like, let's go off the script. <laughs> yeah. Went right out, brought those guys on screen, let them all talk. Um, the the back and forth with the New Day was phenomenal. Uh, not to, to steal a word from your boy AJ, but great promo. He, I mean, he was there to sell WrestleMania. I think he did his job last night, what he set out to do. But he didn't even mention Russell. He mentioned he's going to be there, but he didn't say what he was going to do. No, he just said that we'll be there, we'll break records yeah. together. I'll tell you, he, he did a job for one thing because I was expecting more. And now I'm, I mean, I'm always excited to see when you got someone old coming back, but I thought he was going to tease into Roman's rematch. I thought he was going to go right into that. I mean, he brought, you know, the Usos out, he brought some of his cousins out, but I thought he was going to go right into... Um, yeah, he made I mean, mention of family. Yeah, being a thing. I mean, yeah. you still, you still think Roman pl- or uh, 
the Roth plays a part in yeah. Roman's matches coming up. Yeah, because the, the odds will be stacked against Roman at Mania. And the Rock. Triple H. The Rock will be probably the Rock in plays his corner. a factor. Yeah. You still think the same thing too? You didn't didn't wait. Yeah, from I, th- that I think at all. it's I think it's gonna make sense. I mean, I'm gonna counter what uh, Aaron said earlier. I see uh, Roman going over at Mania. I mean, we had the predictable that you know we predicted it down the line on the Rumble as far as who's gonna mm-hmm. win. I think Roman leaves with the strap at Mania. I'm I'm on the fence. Luckily, I don't have to make that pick yet. I'll kind of see where it goes for the next you know during WrestleMania season, and we'll see what my pick is then. I'm not sure. I think. Aaron, I think you made a great point. I think they do like to to leave you at WrestleMania and not, like the last year, they did not give us what we all thought we were going to get. We all thought Roman was going to win, then Brock re-signed, and we thought, okay, well, they've got to keep the strap on Brock. At the end of that match, I don't know about you, I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't know who was going to win. Yeah. And Rollins coming out surprised me. I thought he might, but at that point, it had completely slipped my mind. Yeah. It was, I was just thinking, please do not let Roman beat Brock at this point, after the beating he laid on him. So I do think there's there's definitely some credence to that, that they will swerve us at the end of WrestleMania again. Um, another thing, social out, you mentioned Flo Rida. We got to hear Bo Dallas freestyle. Bo Rida. Bo Rida. Bo, Bo, Bo Rider. Got a with full the, house with like the Benny Tanner. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that that compete, that line competed with anything I Xavier know. said the last <laughs> couple days. I mean, I thought, one, I thought there was no doubt he won the battle against Flo Rida. <laughs> I didn't think Flo Rida even was com- competing in that. I don't know if you he feel the same way. I was I like, the way. Bo smoked him <laughs> in that battle. And then the way the other guys reacted, obviously, uh, was unbelievable. So Adam Rose saying, you got served in the background. Does that mean when, uh, is, is Bo going to continue with his rap gimmick? Oh. I doubt it. I wish he would. He might take a thugonomics. If he does, when John Cena returns, do we get a rap battle between the two of them? Hey, you got a dollar? There you go. We may have this belt. <laughs> really quick. Yes, we will. Well, you want this spinner. This is going to be your spinner. So yeah. I don't... <laughs> Well, one thing about Raw, we, missed, we got Sasha last night. We did. Minimal time. Mm-hmm. But you kind of see the seeds being planted. For a triple threat, I said a triple threat at Fastlane with pay, with PCB, but I think it's Sasha and Becky. Be, Becky's going to be there to do the favors. I, I I can agree with that. I mean, I I thought one while the match lasted, it was good. I thought they again kept Sasha looking like as long as she's on Raw, she's going to win matches. No team bad, which is a good thing. It was a good thing. Um, I like Naomi more than you do, but I don't think Sasha belongs with no. a group. She needs to be by herself. She's too good on her own to be saddled with anybody else. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, I think I honestly think we discussed this before, but Charlotte is coming into her own as a heel. She does not need her dad to get her over as a heel anymore. That's a fact. And I thought she came across as, you know, she's billed as this physical specimen, genetically superior, I thought after what happened to her the night before at the Rumble, she put a stamp on her being genetically superior, her being a dominant champion, and being someone that Sasha Banks is going to have to work hard to overcome. Um, I, I I liked what they did last night. Yeah, I thought it was a good, you know, a good a good difference from what they did the night before, uh, and I think Sasha is so overwhelmingly beloved at this point. I do think you have to. You don't have to worry about a guy like Roman Reigns, you know, where people roll their eyes at them winning all the time. But I do think you have to keep a challenge ahead of her, not where it's just inevitable that she's just going to coast to the Divas Championship. 
But it, it's a good start to that story, and I look forward to it being told over the next two months. Um, outside of Bo rapping, uh, we got Goldust asking, uh, again, our truth Ron Killings, <sighs> to be his partner, to which... I, I think the guy's a genius, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if someone wrote this for him. I don't know if this was his idea. I'm married. But Goldust saying, you know, I want you to be my partner. And the way he looked, I'm a married man. I'm a married man. And that's okay. And nothing wrong with that. Don't let anybody tell you any different. <laughs> I mean, the way... And then Goldust, like, not really realizing what's going on at first. Like I said, Ron Killings, man confused by the world... Will never not be funny to me. I hope they continue it. Even if he doesn't get get in the ring, he said on the Table of Three show that his dream actually is to be the guest performer at WrestleMania, not even a match. So if he, he just wants let, to rap there, yeah, there's exactly, there's exactly. That's what he wants to do. It's not I want to be in the main event. Is no, I want to be the guy rapping on the show. So let him keep doing his comedy. Think we can get him a road dog to sing, get rowdy. We could try. Maybe that'll be... That would be a main issue. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll be a mission to get that to happen. Um, was there anything else on Raw that you think we needed to touch on? Anything big that happened that I'm forgetting? No, I believe we touched on everything. I think so, too. The Usos got a chance to shine a little bit, um, which I guess was good for them. Uh, Xavier taking the people's elbow was perfect. Because <laughs> who else would the people like to see get elbowed than Xavier Woods? He's um, I would have liked to see the elbow dropped on you. <laughs> That's his personal preference. Yeah, Biggie, you know, got insulted last night. Kofi, I, I thought, you know, again, the, the new day, almost everything they do is gold. Uh, they're golden unicorns now, apparently. I thought their their promo with they, the Rock was incredible. They're still unicorns. They unicorn are. Ones? Okay. I don't know if you remember when they came out for uh, the Rumble. They were saying all gold, everything. Gold oh, yeah. shoes, gold is, and they say golden unicorns. So, it was. I thought again from top to bottom, it was a, it was a solid episode overall. I think it was a good, you know, kind of bookend to the Rumble itself. Uh, kind of push some stories forward. Like you said, we got to see AJ Styles in his first one-on-one match. We kind of get a feel for what they're going to do with him. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty happy with where things are standing right now. Uh, in WWE universe, yeah, it's, it's got me excited for more. Yeah, and it's more we can say than we felt. Well, this, this night la- or Monday Night Raw after last year's Rumble was the big snowstorm, where they basically just showed a repeat mm-hmm. of the Rumble. Yeah, so at least we got a, a like a full episode of Raw under our belts now after the Rumble. Good kickoff to the WrestleMania season. Um, the last thing I guess we can get to, we had a, a viewer question. Yeah. Yeah, we had a question. We had a question, another another question from Ronald Lloyd. You think he likes the show? I don't know. Well, let's see what he asks, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I'll determine if he likes the show or not. Yeah. Let's see what he makes his answer. Okay. He says, I'm a huge Sasha Banks fan. What are your overall thoughts on the landscape of the Divas division? Also, is it time to drop the title Divas and go back to women's division? I'm enjoying the show. Keep it coming. You want me to answer that first? Go ahead. I I was a little short of breath while you were... Could you read that for me one more time? Okay. <laughs> I don't have my inhaler with me. <laughs> well, I just said the name Sasha Banks. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right. I'm a huge Sasha Banks fan. What are your overall thoughts on the landscape of the Divas division? Also, is it time to drop the title Divas and go back to the women's division? I'm enjoying the show. Keep it coming. 
Well, Ronald, first of all, thank you for a question. Thank you for watching. Um, I also am a Sasha Banks fan, so I appreciate you for that. The landscape of the Divas division, I think, is the best it's been in years, maybe ever. I think there's a lot of credible performers out there. Um, I think you have Sasha Banks, who clearly would be a great Divas champion. Charlotte, who I think has started to come into her own, as I mentioned earlier. I think Becky would make a great Divas champion. You have Paige, who's being underused right now. Natty, who's always been underused. I think there's a lot of directions you can go in the Divas division. I do think the term Divas is outdated. I think it is time for the championship these women are competing for is the WWE Women's Championship. 100% I agree. I, I think what uh, Ronald's question, I think they need to resurrect a women's, women's wrestling championship. Just like NXT has a women's wrestling championship, there's no NXT Women's or NXT Divas Championship, they need to bring it back. Uh, whether they do the modern title or the one Alundra Bray has dropped in the trash can, they, <laughs> they, they, they need to bring the title back. The D Divas title is hideous. It doesn't make sense. The tramp stamp? It, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I don't know what you call that thing. It's terrible. But Yeah. It's they, not the belt. The, these women deserve to be competing for a better prize. Yeah, and I, I think it's going to, um, again, it, it elevates the, the whole division. I mean, there's you don't need... There, it's a women's wrestling division, not a divas division. Yeah. Well, the way I see, well, you guys know how much a fan of the divas I am. I do. Yeah. It's what you watch. They, for. Which show are you? It's missing. <laughs> <laughs> They're way more better in the ring than most of the men. With Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Paige, Emma, Nat, and Natty. I think it's time to bring back the women's title because when the divas title was brought in, it was brought in as the SmackDown title. So Raw had the women's title. And SmackDown had the Divas title. They unified the titles in 2009. And the, since the Divas title was newer, they kept that around. I think it's time because you actually have women's wrestling. Not just tens wrestling like women. Fighting like girls. You have actual women who can go out. I wish they would bring back intergender matches. I mean, I would love we to may see not be far off from that. I don't think we'll see it again. But I would love to see some of these women wrestle the men. Like... Like Lita going, Lita would wrestle men all the time. China would do it. You know, it'll be. I think these women, they could. Jacqueline, she was a cruiserweight. Yeah, Jacqueline was a former cruiserweight champ. Like, mm -hmm. I think they could wrestle circles around half these guys out there. But Sasha Banks, I do think she's the next Divas champion. I do think she should revive the women's champion because she is the boss. It would fit her perfectly. So, but the women's the women's division is better. Is the best it's been in, probably best it's been ever. Could not agree more with that. I think we're all in agreement about the women's championship, the state of the women's division. We have one more piece of interaction from a viewer, uh, Joe from Drexel Hill. I don't know if I'd call this a question or not, but... He's trying to get over. <laughs> Vince and Triple H have both said that the whoever's champion doesn't really matter. So why not give us who we want as champion? You could let Roman and... Triple H feud without the belt. Um, might as well let Daniel Bryan come back and reform his tag team with Kane. It allows him to get back in the ring. It allows fans to get to see him again. Kind of puts him in a little bit of a minimal risk. Um, less chance of injury. Fresh matchup for the New Day because they may run out of tag team soon if these guys don't come up from NXT. And he also is in favor of bringing back Mizdow. He thinks the Miz is an absolute waste. But Vince will never get rid of him because of how hard he pushed him once upon a time. What worst, do you got to say, Worst push ever. <laughs> what, for The Miz? Yeah. 
But he was world champion. He was the greatest United States champion. Yeah, I don't think he should have ever been world champion. I think he was better in the real world. What was that? <laughs> he was better in the real world. But how do you feel about Joe from Drexel Hill's comments? Uh, comments, because obviously there's no no question there. Uh, I, I think the, I think it's definitely different uh, bringing D- Daniel Bryan back as um, you know resurrecting team. Hell no, uh, definitely a different way to look at how to utilize him. Uh, it is smart that way you keep Kane fresh and actually as a threat. Actually, he could be winning matches. Uh, probably be a good way if he actually does retire ever. A good way to him go out on top. Um, you know, putting the title on who do people want? As long as Vince is in charge, this never really going to happen. <laughs> it's always going to be who he wants to have the belt. Right. I agree with Eric. Team Hell No will be good because they could protect each other. With the New Day, the only team they could really feud with and be relevant and have a good battle with is Enzo and Cass with promos. And like Eric said with Vince, he's going to put the belt on whoever he feels needs the belt, whoever he wants to have the belt. they got to have the, the, big, the big guy look. They gotta be able to. They don't even have to be able to cut them off. It's just well, Vince is all for the look. Yeah, I think everybody would be in agreement with that. Uh, as far as Joe, I'll say thank you for your comments. Um, hopefully, we hear again from you soon. Thank you for watching. Uh, I guess we could wrap it up for Aaron Lloyd, for Eric Trimbicki. I am Ron Pashery. Podcast is at two fly. <laughs> We thank you for tuning in. If you don't have time to watch the video, you can always listen to our audio on iTunes and Podbean. And we look forward to bringing this show to you every week for the foreseeable future. Take care, everybody. Good morning, good evening, and good night.